As a thankful recipient of many, many skincare products over the years, I've learned to discern what is naturally actually activating my skin to rebalance and recalibrate on its own. That's what your skin is meant to be doing, and it keeps getting disrupted by all these choices that we make. So, when the founder and creator of Herbal Face Food reached out to me, I was all ears. I didn't know why at first. It turns out that Herbal Face Food is the most potent antioxidant skincare line on the market today, period. The raw plant ingredients in each of their products are never processed, never manipulated with synthetics or emulsifiers. These anti-aging botanicals are combined with the most precious plant concentrates, and they have changed my skin. Here's how. I'm going to talk about two of the products, the Herbal Face Food Serums and the Cream. The serums contain powerful phytoenzymes and antioxidants. These are activated and infused into your tissues. They hydrate and increase the resiliency of your skin, and they feel like they're plumping up your face. I use Serum 1 daily. I use Serum 2 when I'm tired and I need extra firming for my skin. And I use the X, which is also known as the Cure, for a small patch of rosacea that flares up every now and again, which you cannot see because of these products. When you feed your skin with herbal face food, you will feel real live ingredients at work. An activating flush, an invigorating tingle, some warmth, all of these are evidence of your skin healing at the cellular level and years of damage reversing. The cream is the most potent moisturizer I've ever tried, and I've tried them all. I live in the high desert. This cream contains 102 of the world's most powerful anti-aging botanicals and is also the world's first and only edible SPF <laughs> with a protection rating of SPF 50+. Plus. And this is accomplished 100% by plant power. And you can expect intense hydration, soothing for your tired skin. You can expect to see inflammation calmed and rebuilding of elasticity so your complexion looks and feels more smooth, and more radiant. Herbal face food is not plant-based. It's plant-powered. It has the highest rating on the ORAC anti-aging scale. ORAC means oxygen radical absorbance capacity. I never knew what that meant before. Highest, over 30 million on that scale. By contrast, vitamin C in skincare rates under 100,000. Herbal face food is using all post-consumer recycled materials and packaging. They use glass and aluminum, which is super easy to recycle as well. The products and packaging are 99% free of plastics. They contain no ingredients that involve the destruction or harm of any plant, animal, or marine life. These are 100% plants only, these products. These active concentrates are coming from the seeds, the fruits, the leaves, or the flowers of the plants only. These products have been a complete revolution for me. I know that you will love the way your skin looks and feels after using it even for just a day or two. And the best part is that Herbal Face Food has offered us, you, my community, a code to receive 20% off forever, ever. The code is capital E-L-E-N-A 20. Once again, that's my name in all caps, ELENA2020. The site is herbalfacefood.com. The code is all caps ELENA20. It's not just your first purchase, it's any purchase. You will love these products, and I am so grateful 
herbal face food for the change that you have made in my life. Thank you. Welcome to the Practice You podcast. My name is Elena Brower. Together, we'll explore and enjoy content and conversations around mastering transitions. In our relations, our wellness, our careers, our families, and especially in our missions and visions. You are invited to learn and love and listen with me. Welcome to Practice You. Welcome back to the podcast. I have an old friend with me, somebody whom I have admired for a very long time. Her name is Agapi Stasinopoulos, and she is the author of many books, but the most recent one is called Speaking with Spirit, and it is sending us into 52 prayers that guide, inspire, and uplift. And Agapi, first of all, I love you. It is so nice to have you here and hear your voice again. So wonderful to be with you, my dear Elena, and uh, thank you for having me on. And I, I also have loved you for a long time and have admired your, your journey mm. and how you've unfolded and transformed and keep on transforming and sharing. So thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Our uh, Genesis story, if you will, uh, started, I believe I have to credit Nikki Costello with sending me over to your sister, to Ariana. Yes, yes. Um, and we had several lessons, the three of us together with you and your sister and me in yoga in New York. We are going back a number of years. My yes. gosh. 15 years or so. I At think. least because Ariana was still texting during yoga. This was before she realized that she didn't need to be doing that. And talk about a transformation. Um, yes. It has been such a wonder to watch and to see. I just want to honor the way that you sat near all that time when she was so busy. It brings a tear to my eye. And you were yes. always the same. You were always the same person. You were always this prayerful, dutiful, committed, loyal sister. Oh, thank you, my darling. Thank you. Yes, I, I feel... Ariana and I uh, were kind of given to each other by my mother and by God. Yes. We journey together. And as you know, we are both heart to heart, but very, very different in our personalities and in our uh, natures. So that's the beauty of this. She has brought to me a tremendous grounding in the yes. world. And yes. I have brought the spirit and the nurturing and all the things that... Um, enhanced her to become now a real pioneer and thought leader and uh, in this whole movement of wellness and uh, how do you take care of yourself? Yes. And let's just um, shout out Thrive for a moment uh, to just, in a way, honor the way in which she has provided both you and me, really, with uh, so much, not just grounding, but also like a launch pad in many respects. Um, so. And permission, permission, permission. to really, to take it. care of ourselves. Permission, you know, yeah. to sleep, to rest, to disconnect. And uh, that, that to me is something I'm still learning. I don't know about you. Still learning. Uh, <laughs> I was telling myself the other day, 
I feel my my iPhone is an extension of my hand. Yes. I, walk, I walk around with it. I check it. I check it every 10 minutes. Uh, maybe something new came. It's, it's really the addiction is profound, profound. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's something that we all need to work on continuously. Yes. So how do we go deeper into ourselves? That's what this book is about. You know, how do we go into the deeper place of the inner sanctuary of the portable paradise, as I call it, the portable paradise. Yeah, you open this book with a quote from Raymond Carver, which Mm is one of the most impactful ones. I remember reading it when I was in college. Mm -hmm. And the quote says, did you get what you wanted from this life? Even so, I did. And what did you want? To call myself beloved, to feel myself beloved on the earth. Yes. That's it. That's it. That's what we all crave for. And uh, I think, um, uh, unfortunately, our world doesn't set it up in a way that we know that's what we all want. And the world prepares us for the outer expression of ourselves and the accomplishments and the goals. And in any area of our lives, you know, to get to get more love, to get more um, recognition to and, and and then at some point in our lives we if we are blessed because I think I've heard this beautiful phrase that says even wanting to know God is grace let alone knowing the light and the divine and God so at some point in life and definitely in my life I yearned for that and for me as you know I write in this book at a very young age uh, in Los Angeles, I had a spiritual experience. Uh, I had moved from uh, London where I was studying as an actress and through this blessed book, which I know you know, the autobiography of a yogi, as I was reading it and doing hours and hours of yoga every day, I had an epiphany. I had my Kundalini opened up and my third eye opened up and i saw i saw the light i felt the energy of god i felt that i was connected and uh from that moment on i was 23 elena started my journey to awaken more deeply and isn't it amazing i was just thinking now you know with all we're going through with the pandemic and the the lockdowns and the insecurities and the anxieties of the virus and what we've all gone through and we're going through a whole new level of um, deepening is coming in and that's what I really want to talk about here and I love your opinion and and advice and, and also discuss it together how do we handle now this new chapter that we've all been hit with well, what I loved about this book in particular is the, first of all, start you start in the introduction with a note about religion, which I think is important, and I just want to get to that page. Let's see. It's page 23 in Roman numerals in the introduction, mm-hmm. A World in Crisis. You say, humanity is in a moment of spiritual crisis. Structured religion in all its forms has caused so many of us to feel more divided than ever and has alienated us from the truth of our oneness. 
Over the last three decades, the number of Americans who identify as none, meaning they are unaffiliated with any religion, has climbed steadily. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you end this paragraph, and I could keep going, read the whole paragraph. We talk about spirituality. We talk about other sources, yoga, meditation, yes. astrology, etc., even psychedelics. But we just need to enter the password, you say, and the password mm -hmm. is prayer. Yes, yes. And... Uh... What I discovered with this book is how prayer is a, a gift given to us that has nothing to do with religion, that organized religion. The people who follow organized religion in any way, God bless them, maybe have embraced this practice of prayer. But there is a, an awful lot of people out there who practice their own way of reverence and spirituality and, and devotion, including you, I know, and me and many of our friends. And so how do we use the prayer as a gateway to feel the connection that's always there? And when I started to write this book, it was exactly during the pandemic. I had a contract to write this book that had come to me um, in a moment of uh, connection with a friend when I prayed for her and her book that was coming out. And in that prayer, when we prayed together for the book to be blessed by spirit so that it would go away from the ego, oh, this is my book, I want it to do so well, and pushing, you know, like we always do when we have a product or something out there. And in that way, I felt the spirit and I felt the power of the spirit as we called it and at that moment I, I had this epiphany what if I wrote a book about the power of prayer now of course I had no idea what I was going to write but I did a proposal and then came in uh, the pandemic I was in Los Angeles with my family not knowing what will happen and when everything started to close down and because for me you know I'm such an extrovert and I'm really thrive in the human connection, thrive in, you know, the events that I was doing and everything that before the pandemic, my, my expression was like in full blossom. I had to really go through the frustration and the, and the pain and the unhappiness. I mean, you name it. And in going beyond that and finding a place inside of me where the spirit, the tenderness, the, the sweetness of the spirit came in as I asked for the support and the help. And in the silence, everything started to transform. I'm not saying it was easy, but it was definitely transformational. And since then, I've become uh, this, this advocate, this passion about helping people realize that Prayer is something we can use 24-7, and it's in dialogue, in communication. So it's you ask, you receive, you listen, you allow the nurturing. And somebody said to me the other day, the, the word that I love most about prayer is that it's soothing and it's comforting. And imagine that you really do walk in this life hand in hand with the beloved. And... I want to address, Elena, the people who actually have said to me often, very often, uh, who do you pray to? You know, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in, 
you know, I don't have a faith. And that to me is where I want to go with this. I want to really support the people who don't have a practice, you know, who think they're all alone, right? On, uh, on page 27, you actually address this directly. Greek 26, you say the Greek word for prayer is prosefchi. Am I saying that properly? Prosefchi, yes, exactly. Prosefchi. Towards your wishes. Toward mm-hmm. your wishes. Like, think, really think about that, our listener. The yes. word prayer means toward your wishes. You go on on page 27 to say, please don't let the word God limit you. God yes. can be a loaded word. It means something different to everyone. When I say God, I am referring, you're saying this, I am referring to a transcendent power beyond what words can possibly describe. Mm -hmm. Connect to the spiritual, cosmic, larger-than-life presence in whatever way resonates with you. Exactly. And if we say, what is God for, for each one of you or each one of us and our listeners, we define it. We, we connect with it. You know, we want our own experience of it. it. Not the words, but the experience of it. And I always ask people, Elena, if you ask anyone in your life, anyone you meet, and say, tell me of a time when you were little that you had an experience of God, that you were not alone, that before the veil of the adulthood drops, right? So everybody believe it or not, has an experience. And maybe not when they were children, maybe when they were flying and um, there was turbulence, or maybe when something happened in their lives and they called on God and they called on that presence and they say, I felt something. And that, that something, that unknown, because none of us can really put words in it. You know, whatever word you put, it limits it, right? But if we, if we, say like there was one girl that uh, once was at her home for dinner. She's a wonderful woman who was going through a very hard time. She was, uh, she lost her job as a journalist. She, uh, her boyfriend after seven years had left. Her mother was sick. And Ariana said to me, why don't you pray with Jennifer? And uh, I took her aside and I said, tell me what's going on. And she said, blah, 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 you know, what everything. And I said, do you pray? And she said, I don't know who to pray to. I said, give me your hands. Let's pray together. And we, and in that moment, I asked for the light to fill her, protect her, surround her, for her to know that she was not alone. And I said, let's pray to your 36 trillion cells that are making you and me right now, that power, that power that is giving us our breath that we don't know, but we are going into the faith that if this is giving us life, it must also have our best interest in hand. Mm. So that to me is the power, you know, that you don't have to go anywhere. It's in your breath. And I mean, you, you know, my darling, with the yoga, the practice of yoga that you so beautifully teach that is so beyond the postures and everything it's the essence it's the and in that you know you have experienced when the breath consumes you and you go beyond your thoughts your personality then you go to that place okay so take that place and all of us uh, whether we practice yoga or not at any moment when you're making your coffee, when you're in the shower, when you're getting dressed, when you're about to open your computer, when you're doing your emails, 
when you are with your children, with your significant other, when you're um, making your um, your beautiful quinoa dinner, <laughs> or whatever you're cooking, or bring that. But what I want to address um, before we I lose it is something that you today had in your Instagram about fear, and you said the the catch the birds in your in your consciousness and love them so they go beyond fear something like that do you remember that that you said oh yes it's um it was a question actually that i asked what if we spent more time what if we spent generous time with the wounded birds inside the wounded birds inside okay. giving them so much love that they became fearless yes and fear is something that i i don't know about you but for me it's, it's sort of like there a lot. Do you find that? I mean, especially at this time with this pandemic and everything. And I I used to think um, I was beyond fear, you know, like, okay, so I know all these things and I can go meditate my fear out and I can, you know, rationalize my fear. But I, I feel you got to grab it by the balls, right? You got to take that fear and really, let me just say, you got to grab it and, and, and look at it in the face and, and say, what do you have to tell me and what you need to know from me? And that's where the human um, primitive brain, you know, that deals with the fight and flight, that deals with this anxiety and, and worry all the time. And I'm sure you hear that all the time. I, the subliminal anxiety we all have. And I, I, I have to say, and I, I, I deal with it myself. I deal with it in the first thing when I wake up in the morning. I call it, it's not as intense as it was, but wouldn't it be amazing to live without it? Mm. So I want to read a part of a prayer that I have of a chapter that I absolutely love which is called, you're bigger than your fear. Now that's yes. a nice phrase, yes. but really knowing what that is, what that means is that there is a part of you that is connected, that knows the light, that is the light, that is known by God, whatever God is, the consciousness of love, let's call it, the universal consciousness that moves trillions and billions of, of stars and planets and galaxies, and this mysterious, mystical uh, breath of life universe that made the sun, that made the moon, that we have no idea how it was made or no matter what books you read, you still have to be in awe of what this unknown is. And in that we bow and I say, I ask to find the courage to move past my fear knowing that the mighty spirit that lives in me is so much bigger than my fear. Show me how to transform my fear into trust, my insecurity into confidence. Show me how to transform my scared voice into my sacred voice. Let me walk this path step by step, holding your invisible hand, hearing the inner guidance in me. Although I might not feel it fully or comprehend it, I am willing to let my higher power take the lead. You know, and it goes on and it's at the end, it says, 
I move forward in taking the next steps. I see the sword of strength that clears my pathway so I can move with determination, trust, positive energy, which are always available to me. Release the illusion that I'm walking alone and I receive the support that shows me in practical, small ways that I I can expand beyond my fear. So in every prayer in this Speaking with Spirit book, you will see that first I acknowledge, I, I if somebody's going through a, a breakup with a relationship, if somebody's broke with money, if somebody's stuck in careers, if somebody just moved in and has into a new place and they have no friends or community, you bring it to the table, you bring it to the altar, you express exactly how you are because that's where we are known. We are known in our humanity. And I'm very passionate about not doing a spiritual bypass. Express the unexpressed. Express the jealousy, the comparisons, the loneliness, the sadness, the sorrow, the grief. Express it. And as you express it, you you give it room to breathe. And in the prayer comes, here it is, Lord. Here it is. Whatever you call it, Lord, my divine, my my. Uh, my beloved, I love the beloved. Rumi always calls the beloved. Sure. You know, I, I bring it to you. Show me, is there a way to place a blanket over that, to, to caress it, to transform it? As you said, uh, love the wounded birds. So love the darkened place. Yeah. Then you take that energy let it do you let it do you so so before you know it you're walking in the delight and in the surprise and the spontaneity of your life and you're out of your head basically which is amazing (laughs) it is amazing on i'm still in the introduction and i just want to sort of orient our listener to how to look at prayer especially if for you prayer is something that is still elusive and feels hokey or, hokey, or yes exactly kitschy whatever yeah or like or I feel stupid when i pray or i feel like who do i pray who do, yeah yeah on page 29 in the introduction which is xxix in the roman numerals prayer then you say becomes like the pole vault that lifts us over the bar of our constricted physical reality to the other side mm-hmm. in prayer we can go beyond our limited perspective and connect to our inner knowing prayer lifts the veil so that we can remember that we are actually spiritual beings in a human form and never alone exactly. this practice gives us the foundation to go about our lives in a state of attunement alignment and greater clarity and you go on to say we begin to experience ourselves in a steadier, calmer, more elevated state of being. And at the same time, we feel grounded in our spirit and at home in our body and on this earth. That's right. I wanted to make sure I read that out loud to our listener because I think, yeah. you know, for anyone who does feel that way, you know, you don't have to start big with a long prayer. You could just start by saying, okay, I'm doing the dishes. I know there's something really, um, you know, mm-hmm. something I want to avoid coming in the next hour. It's a phone call. It's a meeting, whatever it is, something yes. with your kid. Um, you could say a prayer and sort of bless the person with whom you're interacting, bless the interaction itself in advance in your own words. Oh, that's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. That's what this book reminded me. Exactly. Exactly. In everything, 
So you become a walking prayer, you know, like, yes. like, like, you know, you're putting your tights on your leotard to go do your yoga. And as you put them on, you go, oh my God, look at these five toes on the right and on the left. How extraordinary. Thank you for my toes. I mean, mm. I take my toes for granted. Of course I do. But, uh, you know, my knees, I mean, how many people are having knee problems? And you go, look at these knees, they bend. Oh, my God. And every little thing in your body, which is your, your vehicle, you're um, transported to your soul. You're not your body, but it is your connection to this energy of your soul, of your spirit, then aligns, then it, it, it kind of clicks, you know, and it yes. uh, it is like yes. the the puzzle where you just suddenly it fits and and that that is something worth experimenting and um working with it like a new practice and uh that's thank you for reading that because i i absolutely love that and that's why i feel praying with others and and people say to me how do you pray i call in the light a lot elena i ask and i say dear lord right now as i'm speaking with elena and whoever is listening I ask that the words transmute the energy of what it is we want to express and that each person here at this moment receives the blessing of their own spirit so they may know that the spirit in them is awakened and that the spirit in them is for them waiting, waiting for them to extend their hand so they can hold their hand with spirit to walk everything in their lives, every little action together, and it can transmute the lower levels of the unconscious and darkment, anxieties, fears, insecurities, whatever comes with this body, it can be mm-hmm. transmuted to the joy of the spirit because ultimately the spirit has joy in it. Thank you. Thank you. I want to bring your mom back into this conversation for a moment. I have to thank her. Um, Page 16, Mm -hmm. number three, prayer number three. It's not a trade, it's an offering. During a gathering at a friend's house, a woman complimented my mother's pearl necklace. I love your pearl necklace, she told her. And at that Mm -hmm. point, uh, your mother removed the necklace, handed it to the woman, said it's yours now. (laughs) The woman was like, what? What can I give you in return? She asked your mother. And your mother responded, quote, it's not a trade, darling. It's an offering. Yes. Darling. And this was how your mother lived. Every interaction was a true offering. And sh- and you go on to say that so often we live our life as a trade. Yes. We do things, but then we expect them to do things for us. Everything yeah. is a transaction. And I don't know why. It Just in the last sort of two or three years. Yes. I've really started to embrace the idea of what your mom uh, did and just just give things. I don't I don't expect anything. Yes. I don't expect you to post or to write or to share. I just want to give you this. You need to have this. Yes. There's something so freeing about that. And to focus on that as your third prayer, I thought was so wise and brings your reader into a very real shift in consciousness. Well, yes, because, you know, um, <laughs> uh, you know that great quote about the sun and the earth and said, uh, and, and look at what the sun has done for the earth. And he never said, what are you doing for me? 
it, look at love like this. It lights the whole earth. You know that beautiful quote. I don't. I, oh, the Rumi poem. And still, after all this time, the sun, the sun has never said to the earth, "You owe me." You owe me. Look, look what happens with a love like that. It lights up the sky. So that that is the essence, because you you are the sun. You are the sun. You are that love. And yes, you start to give it. When people say, I don't know what to give, just give your love away, give your heart, give your, um, give your pearl necklace too, if you want, but leave room for the spirit to then come back and fill you, you know, because we are, life is giving us life. So from then on, everything is extra, you know, and in, in, in that way, my mother, this unconditionality that she had and this fearlessness is what we were raised with. Ariana and I, and that that's such a huge blessing because it gave me the foundation uh, of trust that, as Rumi said, live life as if everything is rigged in your favor. Mm-hmm. You don't, so many people, Elena, live as their victims. And, um, yes. and what I want to inspire our listeners, and we all have next levels of um, expansion, uh, and I want to ask you right now, where is your expansion right now? Where is it that you feel you have plateaued, you're stuck, you you want more of life, you want more of the joy, more of the love, more of the expression of the heart, uh, which is ultimately what we're all about, more of knowing God, more of the wisdom, and more of the happiness. So I want to ask you right now, what would that look like and what can you pray for to receive because if we do not allow ourselves to receive then we we shut down and uh, we become an automatic don't be an automatic not not every day is brand brand new and in that prayer i have this prayer that i also love which is rekindle your enthusiasm i don't, i know i'm moving on a little bit in the book but um you know how often it's chapter 10, reviving your enthusiasm. You know how often we, we get up and we do the day and we say, oh, here's another day. And I love this. I'm only going to read a little bit of it. And it says, dear beloved, today is not just another day that piles on from yesterday. Today is a brand new day because I'm breathing, I'm alive, and I can tap into endless possibilities. And how grand is that? Just like the weather is never the same, things in nature are always changing and everything is moving in the universe. I welcome this brand new day and I ask that I may look at this day with brand new eyes, not assuming it will be like yesterday. Revive my enthusiasm and let that spill over into everything I do without taking for granted the little miracles of life or forgetting to be grateful for every little thing most of all, the gift of my life. It's a very long yes. prayer, but I'll cut it and just say this. Help me trust that I'm one breath away from knowing that the conditions of my life can be transformed with the power of the Spirit to experience more grace, more ease, more loving, and yes, more joy. So, you know, you, I, love, I love this prayer, by the way, where was this story of this monk who was in the monastery and and they were doing a retreat and he kept talking to God and say, what, what else can I do to serve you? Can I plant more trees? Can I feed the poor? 
can I go out to town and, and help people who are in need? Show me what else can I do? And he heard his inner voice say, shut up and let me love you. <laughs> Whoa. You know, did you read that? As it, as you, know this? you know what's funny about that one? It's I marked it with my little post-it. Yes, me too. Um, you know, the shut up shut part. And let me love you. And, and that's what I <laughs> we love you. Eventually, I just want to encourage our listeners. You know, we always ask, of course, and we pray and we ask, but let the love come in. And 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 you don't know how it's going to come in. But before you go to sleep, put your hands in your heart and say, "The spirit that lives in me, that breathes me, that takes me places at night that I don't even know where." Let the spirit really reveal to me that I am loved, that I am beloved on this earth, that I'm known by the universe, by God, that I am loved just as I am, not, you know, once I have this or once I don't have these flaws or just I'm loved, unconditionally loved. And ask, ask over and over and over again. And as you wake up one morning, you might absolutely be hit by this light and say oh my god i know i'm loved i'm okay i'm just more than okay i i, I am blessed so experiment that. experiment with it i mean i i wrote this book for all of us because i felt we were all going through a crisis and everybody elena is going through something right now on some level everybody is struggling with something with a new opening and and we are all truly in it together so this book to me was like a an offering of my heart of my soul i was really given a lot of those prayers that they would came flowed right through me and i wrote them i spoke them and they were they were filling my heart and um they they were a gift to me and that's what i wanted to pass on so as you read them read them loud write write your own prayers have a book by your bedside that's called elena's prayers agape's mm. prayers mm. Uh, whoever is listening make a book go go into a store and have them calligraph it and it, for me that's what my book says agape's prayers yes. and i write it's not always a prayer it's thought it's a it's my feelings. It's whatever it is. Everything becomes yes. a prayer. So yes. open the channels, open the creativity with this form and um, let it move you. It is so powerful. And I encourage you to listen to it on audio as well for the book is actually on audio and on audible. And mm. uh, I love if you could um, get it on audible, get it as well on uh, obviously the book itself and then if you can send me an email at agapi at unbindingtheheart.com i can send you some of my wake up to the joy of you uh, meditations from my last book you know oh beautiful i i actually have two prayers that i wanted to focus on today for myself and for our listener that i thought might be interesting to look at um, the first is on page 19. It's the last paragraph of the the previous one that we were discussing. It's not a trade, it's an offering. And I thought it might be nice for our listener to hear this one as though uh, they were saying it themselves. I pray that I'm used to my capacity. I pray that I never take the gift of life's abundance for granted. 
so that I may always look at the world with a heart full of wonder and eyes full of awe. Every day I look up to the sun that creates the day and I let my heart leap to touch the sunbeams with the deepest bow of thank you. That's so beautiful. Which one is that? <laughs> God, it's on page 19. It's the last paragraph of prayer number three. It's not a trade, it's an offering. And then I have one more. Yes. Oh my God, that's beautiful, honey. Oh, beyond. Mm -hmm. I have one more though. You wrote it, by the way. Uh, number 42, parenting <laughs> through the ups and downs of the teenage years. Oh, yes. Yes. There's one paragraph in there that I think is absolute necessity for all parents of teens. And it goes like this. I ask that I may pull myself back and come to my own center and trust that they have a unique path and all the tools they need to work through the challenges of their lives. I am wholeheartedly here to support the being that they can become. And all I want for them is to become themselves. Oh, that's Boom. beautiful. That's what page is that, my darling? <laughs> page 261. Oh, 261. Great. I, I blasted through this book in basically two days. Oh my God. That's amazing. I know. Yes. I mean, it's very, it's kind of very interesting because I, I keep discovering it myself because yes. it's so rich and it, and it was, as I said, you know, so much of it was given to me as I was writing it. And now I, I read it and I go, Oh my God, this is, this is so beautiful. And I go, I, uh, I, I remember writing this, but now I'm revisiting it and I breathe life into it as I read it every time. So thank you so much for honoring it and and for taking you know the essence of this and uh, and bringing it to our listeners. So, so it means so so much to me, Elena, darling. Thank, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you too. Um, I want to leave our listener with one last point from page two seventeen. The prayer is uh, about finding your people. And I think in this time, I think it's the the most relevant, one of the most relevant right now for this yes. moment in time. It's number 35, prayer number 35, page 217. Mm -hmm. You say that there's a, a basically a list of five important points for finding your people. Yes. That's it. Mm -hmm. And the, there's a prayer that follows, but I think these points are really important. One is be generous. Mm -hmm. Just be like Agape and Ariana's mom. Two, be discerning. Yes. Three, be open. Four, put up your friendship antenna so you will attract the people who are right for you. And five, trust that you can and deserve to have amazing friendships and connections with people who care for you. See your value as you see the value in others. Exactly. Exactly. Huge, huge right now. Huge, putting your antenna and asking, uh, asking again the spirit to bring you these people to bring you comfort. And, and because right now we thrive in each other's connection. I mean, honestly, um, you know, I always say pick up the phone and talk to people, have FaceTime with them, have um, real interactions um, because we can't. I don't know how about you, but we don't see a lot of people right now because of the virus in New York. So mm -hmm. it's so important to uh, pray together. I pray with my friends all the time, Elena. 
you know, I call them up in the morning. I call them up at night and during the day. I say, let's call in the light. We ask for the light of the spirit to be here, to surround us, protect us, and fill us. Just that. I ask for the light to be, to fill my heart, to go ahead of me for the day, to only bring goodness. And to, I ask to transform any fears, any negativity, any separation from myself and others. Oh my God, isn't separation just the worst when you're separate yes. from your ex or from a friend who did something, you didn't like it and you're judging the hell out of them and the judging of yourself, the resentment or this, they took away this from me or they got more credit. I mean, endless things as humans that we do. And just I ask for this to be transformed. I ask that this too just uh, shows me another way to be. I don't, somebody said to me, I'm, I'm in a legal situation and I'm trying to see people, the divinity in those people who are cheating me and are not treating me well. I said, you don't have to see the divinity. You see your own divinity. You don't have to struggle to say, oh, but they're also spiritual beings and everything. I don't know who they are. I don't know what they do. But obviously they're behaving in a way that does not agree with me and I don't like it. So can I let go of my judgments about it and uh, go about my experience of what I want to see the results of this to be? But that's a very different approach and perspective. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like Mm. it's a very subtle thing of how we move also when we have disagreements with people. And I have prayers about that. When you disagree with people, how do you bring your balance again, you know, Mm. so that you need to walk with your beloved intact. Uh, So whatever takes you out of that, just to come into the serenity and the centeredness. You know, I think to, to close, to thank you for making the conversation around prayer and for creating a, a capacity for creativity within our listener to write their own prayer. That's a huge, a huge act of generosity on your part and to, to welcome ourselves into this fold, even if we you know, listening, don't feel comfortable doing this. Yes. This is such an important act of healing for our physical as well as our emotional bodies. Exactly. I can't emphasize this enough. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you for bringing this out. And I wanted to invite our listeners to read a prayer. It's a poem, actually, that I wrote overlooking the Aegean, overlooking Santorini's uh, vistas and the marvelous vistas called Coming Home. And it's, I I won't read it all right now because of our time, but I just, uh, the essence of the blessing is that uh, dealing with my own loneliness and the voice inside saying, why don't you move in with me? I live alone too. You would like it here, move in with me. I looked Mm. around and it was me talking to me. My house was empty. Wow, I said, I left that beautiful place a long time ago going out looking for others to fill my home and left my house empty. Move in, move in with me. You like it here. You'll never have to pay rent. I'll never evict you. You'll be my honored guest. I know you, your likes, your dislikes, your little quintessential idiosyncrasies. I know you. I'll treat you nice and kind and give you lots of space. Move in, come, move in with me. I looked into my eyes, my heart, 
and saw the love for me, I surrendered. I opened the door and moved in, into my empty house that I had left a long time ago. It was exactly as I left it. It had just missed me. I moved in and never left, and never felt alone anymore, for my house filled with love once I accepted such a kind invitation. So as we close Stunning. here, my friends, here is my parting words. Move in with you. Move in. Just all of you. Do not separate any parts of you that you might have judged or not liked or think they should be different. Move in with all of you and let the love transform all of that so you may know that you are the beloved. Hmm. Agape. I'm so lucky that we met when we did, and I'm so grateful for our friendship and your presence in my life. Thank you. Thank you, my sweet friend. Thank you so much, and so look forward to practicing one of these days again soon. Yes, and the book is called Speaking with Spirit, 52 Prayers to Guide, Inspire, and uplift you on Instagram. You can find Agapi at Agapi Sees, and it's A G A P I S E E S. And on Twitter, Agapi says A G A P I S A Y. You can go on, on my Twitter. website, uh, wakeuptothejoyofyou.com. And mm, beautiful. And then you can find more content and, and everything that um, I share there abundantly, actually. And as I said, send me an email if you want some of my meditations, agapi at unbindingtheheart.com. Thank you so much, my sweet Elena, and much love to all of you. Stay, stay in touch and stay open and connected. Thank you. Thank you, AG1, for sponsoring the Practice You podcast. My listener, you've been hearing me talk about AG1 for some time. I think I've been taking it daily for almost three years. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens in one scoop in the morning. The best way to start your day supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and longevity, the conversation of the moment. The taste is delicious. It's suitable whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar. No nonsense in here at all. It's a multivitamin that your body will actually absorb. If you are wanting to make an investment in your health and longevity, AG1 costs you less than $3 a day, far less expensive, and definitely less time-consuming than many different supplements. Reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient, delicious daily nutrition. 
And since you listen to the Practice You podcast, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-boosting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com forward slash Elena. Once again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash E-L-E-N-A. Take ownership of your health, my listener. And thank you, Athletic Greens and AG1.